Karibu to the What's Your Name podcast. I'm your host, Steve, and welcome to a Genesis story. And this is a BLT session. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another installment of the What's Your Name podcast. We are two episodes away from introducing our collaboration and I'm so excited that you guys get to meet her in hopefully two weeks from now and yeah uh, I, I just I know you guys are gonna love her and I really hope she sees the value of her contribution as much as the as everything that encapsulates her as a person so thank you very much everyone and welcome welcome karibu 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 so in this episode we are introduced this is our first episode where we we start our new series the house fire series and we have human pieces with the peeps and those we can't see so essentially this is a person who who who's coming on board who from the trailer as you've heard man get the already adopted kids who are orphans at birth you know at least you're worse off if you lost a parent halfway in your growth but then not being born with one already is somebody I would say I wouldn't say is misunderstood. I wouldn't say he he's not clear. I would say he's simply somebody who's intentional with how he speaks and how he says things that are concerning him. Particularly in the sense that everything he says comes from things he has experienced, things he has seen. He's well-traveled, actually, and he's a connoisseur of thought. I've Since the first time I met him, I realized there's a light in this guy that I have never seen before. And essentially, the problem with light at times, it comes in a different package. It comes in a package that we wouldn't expect to be it to be in because we're so used to mainstream packages seeming and appearing the way they should if we look at a sanitizer we already know a basic component of sanitizer is alcohol but we find vanilla scented uh, sanitizer or we find banana scented or avocado scented uh, sanitizer we are open to the idea because it's familiar to something that we like but at the same time the combination of those two things simply means it's new to us so we are quick to we are happy to the idea of it but slow to the action of it so when i met max i met max through a friend i met him i wouldn't say by mistake but simply he was part of and is still part of uh, the circle where I met him from and simply when I met Max it was just a normal day but with the pop of sunshine of the person he is so in this episode we'll be discussing fear essentially I'm welcoming you guys to a conversation that we had it was a long conversation but I was able to capture moments of it and I hope you get to appreciate his thoughts and that is coming up so in this episode also i wanted to share a piece that has truly been special to me i think it's a piece a lot of us have come across and it's something that we are all one way or another we have had a piece of it i came across it from a tv show called wandry hill used to be a thing at one point how was for me i used to love teen shows at one point in my life but you know it is just so complicated my goodness the storylines what happened just simply telling a story yes we do demand more information more we want to be more juiced up but at the same time we forget the storyline of the story and end up following something different so i thought i would share a piece by marie williams i'm sure we've all heard of her piece it's called it's from her book return to love reflections on a course of miracles 
So, here it is. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond imagination. It's our light more than our darkness which scares us. We, are, we ask ourselves, who are we to be brilliant, beautiful, talented, and fabulous? But honestly, who are you to not be so? You are a child of God. Small games do not work in this world. For those around us to feel peace, it is not example to make ourselves small. We were born to express the glory of God that lives inside us. It is not in some of us, it is in all of us. And I quote that, it is in all of us, despite the package or how it looks. While we allow our light to shine, we unconsciously give permission to others to do the same. When we liberate ourselves from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. I love this piece simply because of the last two lines. We unconsciously give permission to others to do the same, simply by being our authentic selves. If more of us are able to do that, the more we're able to ask those lingering questions without feeling alone, without questioning whether I am the only person who's going through this similar experience. I bring this up simply because my cousin, I'd say my namesake cousin, has asked me a, a really interesting question recently, and it was something I also came to question at one point in my lives. He was, we were talking recently, and I love talking to him because he reminds me of the moments of my, I'd say of my youth that I was scared to question or actually go forth with because I wasn't sure of how I was going to be perceived because of my quest to understand things and how he lives his life and how he has been carrying himself is I'd say is it's unique in its own way but at the same time I appreciate that he is in a space where he's allowed to express himself and simply grow into the man he is going to be and I am glad to be part of his journey. So he asked me a really interesting question as to why does it seem like men die first, faster than women? Why is it that there are more grandmothers than actual grandfathers? And why does it seem like it's men who are always the ones leaving, not staying? And this question really troubled me because I gave him the answers that I have from my own research I've gotten to understand it's it's our social, it's our cultural upbringing, it's societal pressures, it is how we are built inside out. Simply we are taught to keep things in instead of actually growing them out, of dealing with them, or simply the f simple reason is it was time. But at the same time, I grapple with the fact that in this life there's just so much that's out of our control, there's so much that doesn't translate. And at the same time, I am supposed to make sense of it. I am supposed to give identity to things simply because of the, the nature of who I am and who, who I am like. Because my identity is built in who he is, because he says what it is. And so as an image bearer, I'm supposed to say what it is, because that's my task. And I in the quest to understand even this question, I ended up finding the role of a man is simply one role. And it's so pertinent, particularly right now, how we have so many issues that are surrounding this thing. Particularly right now, a hot topic is gender. And men are the source or the key factor of this thing because if I've been doing a statistic that it's really interesting that this time period that we're living is... We are the gener a generation where we have the greatest number of absentee fathers in the picture in the sense that we have fathers who are present, but at the same time we have more figure fem feminine figures that are around us compared to having more a balanced tone. We can't, one can't exist without the other because it, it was designed in that way. And the thing about design is that for it to change it has to affect the core 
at the beginning. You cannot change something without addressing how it began. And how it began goes back to the creator. And the person who created it is the only person who has the choice to change it. It's like in buildings. For a building to go up, we'll always reference a blueprint. And for a blueprint to actually come forth, it has to go to an architect. And for the architect to be able to draw what is there, it is he who understands the concept of the one who's building and being able to translate it into an art piece. So simply that's the same thing with us as human beings. It goes back to who he is and what it is. This is not to point us only to creation, but also to recognize that the fact that we are all forms, and for us to be formed, we have to be more willing to accept the things that we are scared about. I am scared of so many things. The fear that lives inside of me at times is, oh, there's just so many. Too many fears. I'm scared of the fact that at one point in my life I would crave marriage, but at the same time the responsibility of marriage is terrifying. I have seen the joys of of being two, but at the same time the responsibility of two being carried by one. Or even the fact that when you're not able to go forward with your ideas or when dreams are dying or when your hopes seem like it's constantly ending <sighs> it's it's scary honestly or when you look at your life and you constantly realize that so much is constantly being lost than gained because at times i look at my life and i'm wondering why does it seem like things keep constantly slipping through my fingers while at the same time I look at myself with kindness because if I wouldn't want it in any other way, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't there. And this is a quote, and I hope it grows and becomes an anthem for each one of us simply because of the positivity of the message. Let the darkness know that I am still here. You are still relevant. You are still needed. And I speak to you, king. I speak to you, queen. Because one way or another... Even though we do not feel it, even though we do not see it, even though we don't hear it, I say this to you, you are needed, you are wanted, you are loved. And with that, I welcome you to the House Fire series, and this is Max Moriah. Welcome to the House Fire series. From the Inside Out, brought to you by the What's Your Name Podcast. Morning condition, yeah. like Parkinson's. Oh, it's Parkinson's? Yeah. Okay. There's only medication to manage it. And <clears throat> but it's just a down, you know, it's, it's, it's a downtrod all the way to the grave. But he's still, you know, trying to live like, you know, he can beat it or or just, you know, push the days further, you know. But me at the same time, I'm like, I should kill myself. I should just cut it, cut it, be done with this. So that, that's my biggest fear. My, my dad barring me instead of me barring my dad. That keeps me up at night sometimes. Because I'm like... Up at night? Sounds like every day. Yeah, man. Like, but, like... What, what can you do about it? It didn't take long. And then I came back having seen what I wanted to see from there. Mm-hmm. You know, that even them, chiefly suppliers of minerals, mm-hmm. that, that they just, you know, farmers armed with just machetes. You know? That's all they can... And they're living in, you know, huts and small houses and and selling minerals like it's an open-air market, you know. But it's, to them, it's just stones. There's an open-air market for minerals. Yeah, but it's just stones to them. And you can find somebody selling dust and somebody selling average-size stones. But... Even what they're selling it at, it's 
just to make ends meet for that day. And there's that level of competition, like, like here in town, you know, there's no unique perspective to it. But at the same time, they don't even know the value that they have, you know. To them, they're just stones. They're just rocks they're trying to get rid of, inconveniences in, the, in their backyards, so that they can have just just small enough money to make that day's bread or that week's bread, you know. So, so everyone else is focused on now. Just for me, what you're saying means it's a challenge for me because I've always been focused on the future. <clears throat> like, what's the point of doing all this when things are getting increasingly worse? Yet there are people who are actually focused on just getting through now, now, today, and like on now. Today. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very humbling, honestly. That's the thing. Even when you think about tomorrow, what I'm telling you, maybe I haven't hit rock bottom. What does that mean? Like where you literally have no means to your end. You have no. You have no backup. You have no support structure to say, you know. That's or, what rock bottom is. Like, yeah. And right now, I visited you because at least I was able to come and visit you. you know? Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> for coming. Yeah. And 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 if I wasn't able, then I wouldn't have even accepted to, you know. So, it's like life just keeps you on a leash. You know, and you go out for walks, but you still know your home and your master is death. <laughs> and you can't outlive your master. Your master will bury you whether you want to or not. So you might as well just enjoy the walks and, and small snacks. You get along the way, but it's a dog-eat-dog world. On top of all that, when you go out on walks, you're not really going out on walks. You're just scoping because it's out to get you still to some extent. So what is a, is an innocent, almost ignorant place to, to surviving is not really by, by accident, but it's by design, like when just some super grid of security, you know, society and towns and all and food security and, you know, just basic security. But life in itself, the world is out to get you. Like, you can't just go to some forest and say you can live it through like an animal, you know? Even if what, what, what worst comes to the worst, like most of the forests are just greened out places for like you know squirrels and smaller mammals you know man please like you know, at times we I, I struggle to talk to you at times i'm like man i didn't think that far like a forest is just a place for squirrels to think why would you okay i'm sorry i'm getting ahead of myself yeah like why why would okay okay sorry continue like, sorry for even that. like even like small. right now mm-hmm. Amidst different gardens, you can just go pick somebody's fruit from their garden, you know, from their tree and, 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 and start eating. Like, we're not that social, even if we're, we're in quotes meant to be like the ultimate social creatures with all these tools at our disposal, like social networks and just basically meeting, making time to actually see people, you know, being friends with people. Animals have their groups, you know, but it's just that their groups, like meerkats, they're always on the lookout, they're always digging, they're always underground, at least their family structures are a a bit hierarchical, but they're just meerkats, you know, very scared of the plane beyond their hole, their, their dug holes. And there's always going to be a lookout for the rest. 
but most likely that lookout may go down the fastest so it's risking their life the most but for the sake of the rest of the meerkat family it's a it's a good deed that's necessary so it's not really a good deed it's just a necessary deed for survival at least better one to go than the entire family you know so in the same way like having being like a half orphan makes you that much more closer to death knowing that you understand the departure you know and the absence the voidness of somebody being alive and having died and you going through the whole process of mourning and you know acceptance what do you mean half orphan or like when you have one of your parents Oh. Okay, sorry. I've never heard of that term. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it's not something that people think think about much, you know? Cuz you either have two that. parents, yeah, and that's it. It takes two to tango, so you need to have two. So by the time you have one, the odds already harder with two likely chances. Cuz one would have been the breadwinner and the other one the caregiver but then now lacking one already and putting that to two people i mean the effort of two people to one that's a great suffering because from the one night of pleasure you have a child who now you really against is, this one night of pleasure thing though. man fuck one night stands <laughs> like they bring no form of pleasure at all at all man like actually sexual relations per se like they're designed you know like it's it's designed experiment in procreation as well like let's just give them the tools let's just give see them. them what they'll do you know let's just show them how it how it works brace them for you know the nitty gritty and and then and and, and, and we'll see how they fare on you know you end up becoming a dad when you are ready to even lose your childhood or a mom when you still had so much hope and most of the time is it even by design is, is it, it accidental or by design per se because like even with you know being abstinent being the 100% sure bet and then you're not abstinent and you're safe how how sure are you safe are you are you pulling out per se are you not coming like you know what would you what would you put that to somebody what would you bring all that drama just for a few minutes of, of pleasure even if it's hours you know you go the whole night and 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 then nine months later you're damned you know at the guise of it being a blessing you know from from a a, a, a perspective of being a, a moral upbrought person who wouldn't abort at the same time but then you have abortion being the pro choice and women being empowered by that choice and Is it then really empowerment if that's a thing what's the number then how many are you likely to abort every time yeah. you know as in it it contradicts itself yeah so fuck procreation man we're just too many right now like the world should stop fucking or fucking around and um adopt if you if you're that lonely man get the already adopted kids who are orphans at birth you know at least you're worse off if you lost a parent halfway in your growth but then not being born with one already that's fucked up but then now not not having even both that's the hierarchy you know you're born and you're discarded or you you put out for adoption you know in a children's home somewhere and at least 
some structures have tried to prepare like bring up adoption as a as a plus but like parents should just be jailed man like fuck that shit like like one like sex should be so supervised you know it should be so supervised but why should it be supervised just because of the procreation part of it yeah no but no the ignorance of it the ignorance of it like but isn't the pleasure what it's like? It's no way, man. Because you have also indulged, and I have also indulged, and that moment of pleasure has always been, in my opinion, was truly spectacular in its own way. But at the same time, there was the consequence of of our life being brought forth. Right? But... I can tell you, I'm more afraid of getting uh, an, a sexually transmitted disease than a child than a child but Why? but 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 does this tie around to the you hate one night stand like there's no point of one night stand like like that's the thing like we 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 become too comfortable creatures of habit you know to, to the extent of being able to swipe left or right at a potential partner right now like we're continuously choosing convenience over quality continuously and it's not even a joke like and that's been most of the marketing selling point to most of these super companies just make it more convenient and it is sell than the quality of it you know but if you're lonely so is that a fear if it's 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 more stigmatizing based on the attachment level okay. because if you have herpes or some of these STIs are treatable you know but having a kid there's no there's no drug for that unless within the nine months you opt to get rid of it to which now still it's all dependent on the girl not on the guy per se you know your choices end in in bed and then now has begin from from bed you know and you are either part of it or you you're not involved altogether but you were part of it to begin like you would her you know you would her down make sure you got her and then now suddenly a child destroys everything man like the the the, the potential of 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 freedom is taken away or oh, it's justified because now you have to feed another mouth besides your own to which you've not even perfected feeding your own you know so no new kids man ototo okay kando we're just too many man like we're just too fucking many but not about the pleasure aspect of it it's this momentary man it's so momentary however how so many how no many times so that means also for you there's no point of marriage there's no point of the like, union is it in the words of Kanye West love is cast by monogamy definitely so I haven't had Kanye so I don't get what like even him trying to outdo himself by but cuz he sang he's in that the, the song that has a lyric was way before he, you know the Kimen case but Kimen the case <laughs> but like he still tried to you know he still tried that he, he he was against it but he still tried it and 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 even with now having brought up offsprings he's still trouble in paradise you know Yeah, they're getting a divorce. Uh, whatever, man, but like that's not <laughs> That's that's a natural, man. Like so it's pointless. It's 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 really pointless, man. Like being conservative right now on on anti-monogamous marriages was still polygamous marriages. Wait, so I'm trying to understand. And I think for me please I hope you see you've known me for a long time so you know when I ask questions essentially it's just me trying to understand so you mean to say 
polygamy and monogamy are close to the same thing. Pointless. One is the extreme version of the other, you know? Because you're still going to have to double the resources, you know? Sometimes even triple based on the numbers, but it's just an addition. You know, it's an addition game of monogamy. So if you can't really do well with monogamy, how do you try again polygamy? You know, either by cheating out of your wedlock or by being unfaithful in your relationship, you know? Or or the CRT, but when you get married, that's when you start looking for a wife. Say so what? What's it even mean? That's the thing, man. Where did you get that from? Yes, I heard it, man. Like, it's not a norm to have more than one. You know, it's a norm to have more than one. And this is based on your resource level. And your resources are your security, you know? Your survivable skills is your security. Be assets like money or a good job to just even being like a good dad, whatever that is, you know? But at the same time, you still brought life to this world. One more mouth to feed. And based on the lack of the ovary, where that kid is born, basically, will determine their own life. And if you're in Madagascar, you're destined to be in a famine-stricken island, you know. But if you're in a different place, then there's different circumstances to that, you know. But now... The choice of the kid, like if 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 the kid was a, an entirely conscious component during that one night stand, standing there waiting, saying, "You go ahead, man. I'm ready to be born," you know, like a physical aboriginal, you know, aboriginal. I can't do this. What are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh the kid wouldn't still do that. The kid wouldn't still do that. He would. So the, ch- the kid had a choice. The yeah. child had a choice to just be for the to know whether they actually want to be there or not. Mm. Would be better. But, but that... even still, the choice. But the child can't be there without both of you combining. That's the thing. Like assume, we're in a situation where the kid is a ghost waiting to be put in a body, yeah, life before death, and at that moment where you are with your girl. And you're like, I think I want to be a dad. Or worse still, I think I came in. You know? Not, not I think I want to be a dad. You didn't think that far. You're just like, hey, I think I came inside. Or, or worse still, you don't even know what's going on. You're just having sex for the pleasure of it. So she put out and you don't know the basics of, you know, reproduction. And the, the, the working mechanism that has now been scientifically elaborated as the way you know that kid right there would either knock out the dad or justify with an argument saying like if you must just pull out don't come wear two condoms you know do everything to make sure i am not brought into this world you know honestly max talking to you i've just realized how much of the things that you think about and the things that actually terrify you are just more and more in cycles. Because <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Please tell me what was that, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, man. I'm just, I'm just very, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just always curious because if truly we are chosen and we have a choice, the opinion of the choice that you have definitely means that your choice matters because it affects something else. That's the mean? thing. Yeah, so if you're we'll not... Cause off, engines. Okay. You know? Cause engines. Yeah, like... All that we can do is react to, to, to uh, the situation, you know? If you saw a pretty girl and your pheromone started walking the wrong way, you end up pursuing that girl. If 
she sees feet in the same way, she puts out and you get laid, man. And they say that's getting lucky, you know? Is that getting lucky if if at all you're a bad performer then she she doesn't come back. If you're a good enough performer then you repeat multiple times, twitch until now you get shot or she so gets the shot. So is based off the woman. You are basically just contributing to what she wants. Yeah, you're either a woman or you came from one. You know? So it all is back to woman. To start as humans, it's it's primarily matriarchal. Even if we take it on a matriarchal side. If 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 she was <clears throat> maybe better raised, or if there's such a thing, she wouldn't put out, she would have been given Judeo-Christian moral norms to make her want to abstain till marriage, you know, at least that was a, that was a, a policy adapter, you know, don't have sex till you're married, then you'll be wise enough to know the good and the bad, the, the right and the wrong, the cause, the consequences of your, you know, cause, and if 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 that has now been diluted to the point of people just you know swiping right, getting laid, no bother. I think you see when you say that I look at myself and I'm like I'm scared because of that perspective of swiping left or right. Essentially, the value of me is is based off the picture I have put. Exactly. And it is not value based off the values and the beliefs and the systems that I have. Yeah. It's conditioned to what a person looks like. And since if I do not meet the certain preference that a person has, I fail to be compat I fail to be suitable. Yeah. Because I'm not compatible. But the idea is that even with with swiping, it's not like it, it hasn't worked because because it's just you and your face alone, but there's several other thousand people on it at the same time. So it's it's narrowed it down to knowing that that value structure is not really appreciated anymore altogether. It's just men and women. Then there's no in between uh, tall, dark, and handsome or traits of security or, you know, good character but it's just guys and girls and each one has a choice to choose as many as they can not just one like you know it's 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 as many as they can try as many as you can and at the same time what's the point to it all like 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 a roulette like a roulette game you know, trying to see who will shoot you down or who you will shoot down, you know, and then how, 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 how severe will be the shot, you know, is it a one night stand or is it a whole birth pregnancy issue, you know, so. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like if 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 you're the guy and she's the woman, she's getting shot down by you, you know, because you don't know who's gonna come inside her and make her have the baby, you know. Does that play into why we need why we go for each other because of literally the attachment theories that we have? That's the thing. Theory is just, but I think. We were raised to be first secluded and then exposed prematurely to make irrational decisions, which we're not ready to make. And that stops us from living our lives even better yet. It stops us from having that much more ambition, you know. So you circle back down from life, we come back to death and... So, I think for me, there's that phrase that usually pisses me off. I love you to death. Why can't I love you to life? Why is it until the, 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 the ending of something, not the beginning of something? Till death do we part. It doesn't make sense why I should... That, as in, for me, it's a paradox. Till death do we part. 
But there is a beauty to the fact that in death there's something else. But at the same time, you would, the beauty is that you don't die at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or, do you, or die together. And or if you do die together, a lot of times the circumstances are not similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's based on you finding like a life partner to share your misery with. You know? So, how come it's always sharing misery? Why is it not sharing? Misery loves company, man. No, it's sharing all aspects of life. Because, no, 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 look, look, look. This, this is where I'm coming from, Cindy. If we say that loving, if, if the whole point of this existence is pain, if the whole point of this existence is... Suffering. Is suffering, then that means there is no need for everything that is around us. There is no point of trees. So that means a tree literally is raised to become a toothpick. So you mean to say that the whole point of why we have water dams is not for electricity, but simply to flood an area. So the perspective of that, okay, me, what I think, and I'm sharing with you, is I just, I just feel that we are so concerned about the suffering aspect of it that we forget to see the beauty of what it's becoming. Because the beauty of what it's becoming essentially is what it already is. Because it's already there. Because <laughs> think about it. I think earlier what you, you were telling me about um, the whole point of this. For me, I personally don't believe there is mental illness, but it's just mental health. Like we are just putting we're putting too much attention on the on trying to fix something for the mind with medicine instead of fixing something with just simply talking to people, just simply spending time to understand people because medicine is a shortcut. Not that fixing when there's actually a problem with the body that we shouldn't fix it, but just because we don't spend time to understand people or listen to people just means we're trying to find an easier way of dealing with something. So for me, when you say that Okay, me. I, I still believe in marriage. I still believe in the fact that there is there is good. There is more life than death. Because if there wasn't, then there wouldn't be point of a sun. If you think about it, cause there would be more darkness. But there is no point of actually having darkness when there is light. Because what literally is darkness? The absence of light. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that simple? I'm just asking. What do you think? Because for me personally, as in, if my perspective is constantly focused on how things are not working out, if we keep just right now, so if you've seen it, I'm military, some guys have passed on, and it was at a part, from what I've said, it's, it was a training exercise. So you mean to tell me, while I was practicing so I can serve you niggas, I just lost my life. You see, like, so for me, if, if I focus on the fact that they crashed and people burnt, and literally jet fuel is <laughs> twice as flammable than regular fuel. What's the point? If I may ask you, what do you think is the point? What's the why of it all? Because for me, it, it terrifies me when I focus on just... It terrifies me when I, at times I'm in this house and at least it, it feels like the walls are caving in. It feels like literally everything around me is not adding up. You put in so much effort and things are not working. So what does that mean if we focus on suffering for you? I think I think the same way the sun is there and you get sunburnt or there's a desert because there's no clouds and there's too much sun and, and there's places where even it doesn't set regularly you know or resets abnormally it's still geographically based and from that perspective i think the best or at least the worst version of it is that even if you stare at the sun you'll go blind you know will you actually grow blind or just it will be fuzzy it it, it it continues staring will blind in you it will burn your retinas yeah but that's the thing light is always measured right yeah light is always controlled but why do we control something that doesn't need control that's it thing. has its own system that works yeah it's built in it's its nature 
So just as human beings, that means that we constantly try to control things just because we want the control. That's the thing. So what's the point of controlling if truly we were meant to be careless? We care. But, like, that's now the growth of civility. Like, being able to have a neighbor that you can live amicably with. You know, the, the, the too many people there, basically. We're just too many. So we have to develop, like, norms to live with each other. Otherwise, we just... Why, go around shooting each other. Think about you know, it. Pillaging and plundering. That's control. You, we're trying to. You, as in, I think you, you earlier mentioned, and for me, when you said, um, I don't know, Max. When you said it, it caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Talking to you always fascinates me, and I always love talking to you because you're very authentic. And that's the basic thing. The basic two needs of human beings: authenticity and attachment so you are authentic but at the same time we finding people who actually understand the way we reason with the things we think are very few and the people who actually understand us without considering the fact that we're just being ourselves means that we are the ones who need the medicine yeah man like so, the world is mad so isn't that control and just because you're not like everyone else but like I don't think that I am unique at the same time. I think so I'm just suffering more oh. than everyone else. You so it know? goes back to how you see yourself. Yeah, you know, and and like like I told you, it's it's the it's the environment. You know, it's 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 just the environment that's making you be how you are. And you're not making the environment change. You have no influence over the environment. However microscopic the, the plants will still grow with their sun, you know? And if you choose to cut them, then more will grow, you know, under, under the ashes of the ones that have been cut. And that's a spontaneous process, you know? So with that level of spontaneity, if it's attached to, like, one's own life and being, you get to develop, like, similarities you know and you put yourself in a scale of sort you know that in itself is this terrifying because your scale can really put you in place with regard to where you are and where you think you should be or where you should be per se but it's just based on the comparison of it all, you know, and if we're, we're looking at plants in the same similarity, then a cacti should complain the most, you know, but it's not. It, it's, it's found itself in a desert and it's been able to survive its desert condition based on just having needles for leaves, you know, a, a, a more green level of coloration on its stem but that doesn't stop it from being in the desert and, and surviving in it and and in a more succulents per se if you're comparing them to other types of plants but that gives you like a perspective of knowing that first of all we're meant, we're meant to be all good everywhere regardless of Wherever. How? Like, how, how are we supposed to be good when we're already built flawed? That's the thing. Like, there's no good. Like, you can't say you're actually good when you have preferences. It's a scale. It's a scale. And we, we, we tipped over that scale a while back. I think sometime when we were like 100, 200 million or something <laughs> people in the world. You know, and then after that, it was just... So when we hit the trillion mark, we were gone. Yeah, we will hit the billion. When you reach the billion? Yeah, it was, it was a wrap, man. It was just fucked. It was just completely chaotic. Like, even though China does it by controlling its population is through a lot of, you know, autocracy, a lot of control, and it's it's meant, it's, it's on a hierarchical basis. One person takes care of a hundred, then that person is amongst a hundred who have been taken care of by another person 
and it goes up like that up until one person is taking care of 10 people who are taking care of a thousand people who are taking care of 10,000 people like that you know and from that perspective mentioning just one or two things to two people is enough to descend it down the hierarchy and they're able to maintain their population like that even if they're the second largest economy they're still that world country you know and they're still okay. trying to put themselves out of that hole you know yeah there are more people in china who are poor than everywhere else you know a lot of poverty line thresholds but from cancelling the one baby policy to now making it two babies to now it being cancelled because the fear India is coming closer to their population number now has made them become open completely to even three children. So they still want more just people. So that they can be one one in South Africa. Yeah, this is just so that they can be the the country with the most people, even if they're not well controlled or if there's a lot of inequality. That was part one of this episode on fear. So there'll be part two coming up next week. Um, for more info, follow us on the What's Your Name podcast on Instagram. Um, there is also, we're going to put the information to reach out to Max if you want to talk to him, if you want to get to hear his ideas. He's a chef, by the way. He is also really good with his hands in the sense that he's very crafty. He's very good with, once you give him an idea, he, he has this way of building up things and... Well, he always adds on to things. That's one thing to me. Since I've met him, he added to me the fact that I am also a person. I am also allowed to have these thoughts. I'm allowed to think the way I think. And well, I am glad you guys got to experience a part of him. There's more to him that you guys will never ever get to see. But at the same time, I'm glad you get to experience him. Because I look at him and all I see is light in a really interesting package. Thank you very much for listening in. Until the next story, until the next episode. Bye. As king, I was most proud of one thing. Having you as my son. left you. I never will. Remember who you are. Remember